Hello, welcome to Bible Read Me. I'm Charles Van Dersen. Today I will begin summarizing the readings beginning with February 26th, day 57. God stipulated various prices for redeeming people, animals, and land that had been dedicated to the Lord. But the firstborn are automatically dedicated to the Lord, so they cannot be dedicated a second time. And no one can redeem a thing, person, or property that has been set apart for destruction. Reference Leviticus chapter 27, verse 29. Sadly, we will see this put into practice in the book of Joshua chapter 7. The only mention of tithe in Leviticus is in chapter 27, verse 30. Finally, one year after the great exodus from Egypt and one month after the tabernacle was completed, the first census of the people over the age of 20 was taken. The total number of soldiers was calculated to be 603,550. The Levites were exempt from the census because they belonged to the Lord. Their job was to surround the tabernacle as a shield to protect the common people from causing their own death by approaching unworthily and thereby profaning God's holiness. These events occurred either in 1445 or 1279 BC. February the 27th, day 58. We read that God organized Israel's camp by tribes and responsibilities. Whenever they broke camp, Judah, whose name means praise, was instructed to go first. Three tribes were specifically assigned to settle on each of the four sides of the tabernacle. The Levites were appointed for service as the Lord's portion in the place of all the firstborn males of the other tribes and were required to walk in the middle with six tribes before and six tribes behind them. I know, 6 plus 1 plus 6 equals 13 tribes. Recall that the patriarch Joseph's position was divided into two tribes when his sons were adopted by his father Jacob in Genesis chapter 48 verse 5. Several times God warned, quote, Anyone other than a priest or Levite that goes too near the sanctuary was to be put to death, end quote. God gave the leaders a solemn responsibility to protect the worship from any form of corruption. February 28, day 59. We read how God assigned specific duties to certain clans with strict warnings that any man who does not remain within his assigned boundaries and specific responsibilities will die. This will appear to be unreasonable only to those who hold an incorrect view of the power of God's divine holiness. The camp was purged of all who were diseased or ceremoniously unclean. God equated a man's sin against another man as a sin against God himself. Finally, because adultery was one of the most secretive of sins, a very public test was prescribed to determine the marital fidelity or guilt of the wife of a jealous husband. March the 1st, Day 60 We learn the protocol for someone who is taking the Nazarite vow, consume nothing made of grapes, no haircuts, and no proximity to anyone diseased. God composed a special blessing for Aaron and his sons to proclaim over the people, saying, May the Lord bless you and keep you. God instructed the use of silver trumpets for the signals of camp movement, worship, and war. 
After spending nearly a year at Sinai, the Lord's cloud lifted and the Israelites broke camp with Judah leading the way. Finally, Moses tried to enlist the wilderness guiding assistance of his brother-in-law, Hobab, to help find the places in the wilderness where he knew it was good to camp. Compare this with Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 32 and 33, where Moses said that God looked ahead for the best place to camp. While his reply is not recorded, it appears that his family is listed as settlers in Judah, reference Judges chapter 1, verse 16. March the 2nd, day 61. We read how the Israelites rebelled three times and suffered a consuming fire, a severe plague, and leprosy respectively. Moses chose 70 elders and leaders for God to share with them some of the spirit that God had put on Moses. Joshua must have not understood God's plan because he tried to limit God's spirit to Moses only. But Moses was happy to share the joy of prophetic utterances with the elders and expressed that he wished that all the Lord's people would do likewise. Interesting note, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 through 27. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. And Acts chapter 2, verse 4. The account of the Lord providing quail in today's reading may be a more detailed account of the Exodus 16 verses 11 through 13, or as Dr. Charles Ryrie believed, it was a separate event that occurred later in the journey. God punished Miriam, who was Moses' sister, who apparently led the disrespectful challenge of Moses marrying a dark-skinned Ethiopian woman, likely following the death of Zipporah. The issue was not the color of her skin. Rather, it was the fact that being an Ethiopian, she was from a race of people who opposed the worship of the true God. Miriam's patriotic loyalty motivated her to take advantage of her senior sisterhood status. After all, it was she who saved Moses from certain death in the bulrushes. Her position as a singing prophetess and as Israel's first poetess, she perceived ethnicity as a noble reason to confront Moses. Following this event, other than her funeral narration, Miriam's life falls into barren obscurity. March the 3rd, day 62. We read that all the Israelites over 20 years old, except for Moses, Joshua, and Caleb, were discouraged by a bad report of the ten faithless spies of the promised land and responded in rebellion, complaining, even talking about stoning the two faithful spies, returning to Egypt, going into battle without God, and not believing God's promises, in spite of all the miracles they observed firsthand. Moses interceded for the Israelites and saved the whole nation from swift destruction. Despite the pardon God granted, the rebels had to suffer the consequences of their sin, and all, except Joshua and Caleb, were condemned to die in the wilderness during their 40-year banishment from the Promised Land. After all, it was what they had wished for in Numbers chapter 14, verse 2. Then the ten faithless spies were struck dead by a plague. Interesting, both Moses and the Lord in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 45, showed no concern for the casualties of the Israelite failed attempt to attack the Amalekites and the Canaanites without God's blessing, and did not even record the number of those who were killed. In today's reading, God also added instructions for when the Israelites enter the promised land and want to offer God special gift offerings. God gave provision for non-Israelite worshipers and stated that the requirements are the same for them. In addition, we read about what is to be done with those who sin with a high hand. 
This is someone who knowingly and deliberately violates God's laws. As an example, a man was stoned to death for gathering wood on the Sabbath. March the 4th, day 63. We read the account of Korah's challenge of Moses' leadership position. What made it especially heinous was the way he incited 250 other leaders to join him. He ought to have learned a lesson from Miriam and Aaron's similar offense. Graciously, Moses interceded for the rebels, but they remained defiant, and the ground swallowed them, their children, and all their possessions. Then God's fire and plague destroyed 14,950 other rebels because they were also speaking badly of Moses and Aaron. Finally, God proved again by causing Aaron's rod to go through the entire plant cycle to produce almonds overnight. The people responded with an unfair accusation that the Lord was unapproachable. God charged the priest with the responsibility of protecting the purity of worship. Finally, God instructed the tithe to be given to support the priests and Levites and for them to treat the gifts with great respect or die. Note, Korah's sons must have separated themselves from their father because their survival is stated in Numbers chapter 26, verse 11. This ends this week's readings. My next podcast will begin with March the 5th. I look forward to your visit then. May God bless you.